his life, and he said, well, one thing that changes for sure is I got a lot less money after Christmas. <laughs> Amen. But you know, Christmas changes a lot of things. We all know that Black Friday is the normally the busiest shopping day of the whole year. But this year, because of America's economic recession, sales were predicted to be way, way down. But even in such economic straits, 172 million Americans spent an estimated $41 billion on Black Friday alone. And the kicker is, that's up 7.2% from last year. And we're in a recession? Somebody didn't get the memo, amen? Christmas changes businesses. Brings billions of dollars uh, from those people that are buying presents for others. But Christmas also changes us. It changes us into Frantic shoppers and busy home cleaners, talented decorators and traveling visitors. It changes us into hospitality hosts for family members and excited young people looking forward to the gifts that we might receive. Did you get that? Young people looking forward to gifts we might receive? Amen? There's both of you. All right, good. Christmas also changes our workplace. It also changes our school schedules. It gives us days off, and that's a great blessing. Yet despite all of these changes, I don't think that's what God is looking for when he asks us the question, will Christmas change your life this year? Now, many people believe that Christmas is the happiest time of the year, that everybody's going to have a great time, they're going to get great gifts and have great get-togethers. Oh, they'll have the lights and the decorations and beautiful trees and presents, and oh, all that's going to miraculously fill everyone's life with peace and joy and happiness. But the reality is this. When Jesus is left out of Christmas, nothing changes. When Jesus is left out of Christmas, nothing changes. Because come January 1st, the businesses, they'll be, their business will begin dropping off again. All those people that have changed from shoppers and cleaners and travelers, they'll go back to the same old rut again. The workplace will go back to normal. School will go back to normal. When Jesus is left out, however, nothing changes. More people will feel lonely this month than any other time of the year. More people will commit suicide during this time than any other time of the year. And this month, more people are going to lose family members killed by drunk drivers than any other time of the year. Oh, there's going to be a lot of parties with alcohol and drugs in abundance. And as a result, more wives and children are going to be abused in the month of December. You see, for all these reasons and many, many more, the thought of Christmas is going to bring up a lot of hurtful memories. 
It's going to bring up a lot of pain, even a lot of sadness. This Christmas is going to be hard for some people. This Christmas is going to be a challenge for some people because it may be the first one that they spend without their mom. Maybe the first one they spend without their, their grandmother or perhaps their husband or wife. This may be the first Christmas that someone spends without their child, their brother or sister, maybe just a real good friend. Many people are going to go to family get-togethers, and they're not going to be that fun. Some people will experience tension because they don't have the money to get their kids what they want to get their kids. Some people are going to be hurt because someone they love very much won't even bother to send a card. Many people just want Christmas to hurry up and get over with. And all that hurt, all that loneliness and tension and disappointment, heartache and pain somehow tends to overshadow the awesome gift of God in the birth of Jesus Christ. Friends, listen carefully. God had a different view in mind for Christmas. God had a much different view in mind when he gave you and I Christmas. In Isaiah chapter 9, in verse 2, the word of God says that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. See, when we hurt and when we're lonely and we're disappointed, God wants us to know that the darkness all around us is not all that there is. A light has come into the world. A light has dawned. What is this light? Jesus said, I am the light. I am the light that has come into the world. And when we allow the light of Jesus Christ to shine in and shine through our lives, then we can be positively changed by Christmas. But if there's no Jesus in your Christmas, there'll be no lasting change in your life. So therefore, I say some things need to change. I say, tis the season to change, beginning with our attitude. Tis the season to change our attitude. When our problems assault us and when the enemy of God tries to oppose us, the greatest change that needs to occur is in our own attitudes. Charles Swindoll gives an excellent word on attitude. He says, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on my life. He says, attitude is more important than facts. Attitude is more important than your past. It's more important than your education, how much money you've got, or the circumstances you find yourself in. Attitude is more important than your failures of old. It's more important than the successes you'll enjoy. Attitude is more important than what other people think, say, or do. Attitude is more important than how you look. 
It's more important than the abilities you have. Attitude is more important than the skills you possess. Attitude can make or break you. Attitude has made or broke many companies. Attitude can make or break a church. It can make or break a marriage. It can make or break a home. Attitude is remarkably important. And the remarkable thing about attitude is, is that every single day we get the choice. We get the choice of what kind of attitude we're going to embrace. What will be your attitude? You can't change the past. What's happened has happened. We cannot change the fact that people are going to act in a certain way. You can't control what somebody else does. We cannot change the inevitable, those things that are in God's plan. You can't change those things. The only thing that you can change is your attitude. So what is your attitude toward Christmas? Will it change your life? Will Christmas change your attitude toward the lost? Will Christmas change your attitude toward other people? Will Christmas change your attitude toward missionaries? Toward the poor? Toward the hungry? Will Christmas change your attitude? The only thing you can change is your attitude. And the fact is this. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So 90% of your life is about attitude. What attitude will I possess as I wake up into the dawning of this brand new day? What kind of attitude will I possess? It's my choice. We are in charge of our attitude. You can choose to have a negative attitude or you can choose to have a positive one. What will be your choice? Tis the season to change that attitude. But tis also the season to change our awareness. Let you and I resolve this Christmas to be constantly aware of how, what we speak and what we do. Because what you speak and what you do impacts the lives of others more than you could ever dream. So let us resolve to be constantly aware of what we say and what we do and to let Jesus shine through our lives. Let us be the conduit, the channel of blessing that Jesus wants us to be. Let us be aware that God wants us to be that instrument. Friend, a joyous Christmas, and I know we all want one, but a joyous Christmas will not be determined by the size or number of gifts you get this year. A joyous Christmas is going to be determined by how much you allow Jesus to be Lord in your life. Want a joyful Christmas, do you? Let Jesus be Lord in your life. Let him use you as a channel of blessing for other people. Let him control your tongue. Let him control your actions. Let him speak through you. You are, after, after all, his child. You are, after all, his instrument, his tool to reach a lost and dying world. 
And the good news is this. God has already made provisions for this change. He's made a way for us to change this Christmas season. Let's go on in Isaiah chapter 9 down to verse 6. Listen to the provision that God has given us that will allow us to change this Christmas. For unto us a child is born. Hallelujah. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. You know, the birth of Jesus Christ was foretold 700 years before it happened. Surely if God can make plans hundreds of years in advance with detailed accuracy like he did the birth of Jesus, then surely God can effectively plan to use me to be a blessing to somebody else. Surely he can use me despite my problems, despite my difficulties, despite my disappointments. Surely he can still plan to use me to be a blessing to this world. Friend, I want you to know he can use you. Are you aware of the fact that God wants to use you in this world today? Tis the season to change our awareness. You know, some of us didn't know how we were going to make it this far. I just look out among you today and, and I see a lot of people that have been brokenhearted. And I bet you when you were in the midst of that heartbreak, you didn't know if you were going to make it till tomorrow. But look at you. Here you are. God's hand was upon you, and here you are. Some people lost their jobs this year, and they got downright scared. They didn't know how those bills were going to be paid, but look at here. Here you are. God's not forgotten you. God's never turned his back on you, and he will never abandon you. He'll never forsake you. Some of us have seen family ties severed. And you wonder, wow, is my family ever going to get back together again? Some people have experienced a lot of pain, a lot of agony. But God's not left you. His love is still here. And he wants you to know that. And he showed you that because he gave you a child that was born. He gave you a son that was given. And he gave it to you that you might be changed. That your circumstances might be changed. That your problems might be changed. Friend, when we allow the Spirit of Jesus Christ to change us, then our Christmas season can be priceless. But if it causes no change, if it's just another humdrum get me through this season kind of year, then no change will occur. No joy will be in your Christmas. But let Him, let the Spirit of Jesus change you and you'll enjoy a priceless Christmas. Tis the season to change our attitude, 
change our awareness that God wants to use us. But tis also the season to change our approach. So many times we think, oh man, I just got to be doing, doing, doing. I got to give them some money. I see a problem, got to throw some money at it. Got to be doing. Maybe I think, I think I should do this. I think I should do that. But you know what? We need to change our approach. Because Christmas ought to change us, not only by changing our attitude and our awareness of what God wants, but also by giving us a new focus, a, a new direction in our lives as we ask God this question. Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? So many times we see a place where we want to help and we'd rush right in thinking we know best. But that's not what God wants. We need to change our approach and make sure that we ask God, what is it you want me to do? And when we discover what it is he wants us to do, then we need to go do it. You're never going to know what true life really is until you ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? Did you hear that? You'll never experience life in its fullness until you ask God, what do you want me to do? Have you ever asked the Lord, what do you want me to do? And then, my friends, we've got to be willing to go forth and do it. God wants Christmas to change us. When he sent Jesus into the world, he did it because he wanted him to cause change. And it was no different when Jesus was born than it is today. God wants Christmas to change us. And those changes only come by letting Jesus be who he is. Letting Jesus be the Lord of our lives. Letting him take control of our lives. But God's not just simply interested in a change for Christmas time. He's interested in change for a lifetime. Amen. That's why the impact of this first Christmas was so powerful. Because it just didn't change these people for just the moment at hand. It changed their lives for a lifetime. An eternal lifetime in many cases. But you know the funny thing about Christmas is the change that it can cause can be real risky. Think about Mary and Joseph for a second. I would say that Mary and Joseph were changed by Christmas, wouldn't you? Very few people believe that Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit any more than they would believe today that a young girl was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. They lost their good reputation all because of Christmas. Are you willing to risk persecution by being seen as a Christian. 
Think about the wise men. Those wise men were changed by Christmas. They lost the comfort of being home. They lost being, the time being with their family and their friends. Think about it. They probably followed that star for months. Months they were away from home. Months they were away from their kids. For months. And then, when they finally got to Jesus, they left with, more we- with less wealth than they came with. They came and gave their gifts to the Lord. And so it cost them something. It changed them. Christmas changed those wise men. It changed their lives. But you know, those shepherds were changed by Christmas. Now, one thing you need to know about these shepherds is these shepherds weren't nice little boys carrying around crooked sticks. These shepherds were the tough rednecks of society. They carried clubs. They had to smash the skulls of lions and thieves that tried to harm or steal their sheep. And then all of a sudden, this colossal angel appeared. And spoke to these rednecks. And they weren't so tough anymore. The Bible says they were terrified. Now you need to understand that sheep to the shepherds was the same as your bank account. All their money was tied up in the sheep. And if they lost their sheep, they lose their bank account and everything in it. Yet after that angel told them about a Savior who was being born in Bethlehem, what did they say? Let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened that the Lord has told us about. Christmas changed these rednecks so much that they left all their possessions and risked everything they had to see Jesus. Are you willing to leave everything you have to follow Jesus this Christmas? There's another guy that was changed by Christmas. King Herod. He was the king of Jerusalem, and he felt pretty secure, pretty secure in his throne until one day these wise men show up and they begin asking him, Where's the new king? Herod says, Huh? What new king? They said, You know, the new king that's to be born. We've been following his star. Well, naturally, they thought that the king would be born in the king's palace. That's why they came there. But Herod couldn't allow a newborn king. He had to do something. He wasn't going to let a newborn king challenge his throne. So when he learned about that newborn king, he found out where it was supposed to be born. And he sent notice to Bethlehem that every baby boy under the age of two years, was to be killed. 
Yeah, it changed Herod, all right. Just to make sure he got Jesus, he killed all the baby boys two years and under. So what changes will Christmas make in you this year? Are you like Mary and Joseph, willing to risk being made fun of as a Christian with your family, at school, on the job? Are you like the shepherds? Just a redneck. Hey, man, got any rednecks in here? Hallelujah. You're looking at one. Are we like the shepherds, rednecks, willing to leave everything for the sake of following Jesus? Or are we like Herod, refusing to allow Jesus to do anything that might interfere with what I want to do, how I want to do it, and when I want to do it? Refusing to submit to his authority. Can we be changed by Christmas? I believe we can. I believe when our attitude is changed, when our awareness of what God wants to do in our lives is changed, when our approach is changed, and we ask God what it is you want me to do. I believe the changes can be permanent and priceless. I believe that we can be changed by Christmas when we're absolutely assured that Jesus is the one. That's the problem. Many people really and truly don't believe that Jesus is the one. So what do you believe? Do you believe he's the one, the one and only son of God who came to earth to die in your place that you might experience the forgiveness of sin and eternal life in God's dwelling place called heaven? Let me tell you something. Jesus is the one. He's the one that can do that for you. He's the only one that can do it for you. Are we telling other people but guess what? Unto us, God's child has been born. Unto us, God's son has been given, and his name is wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Want to cause a change this Christmas? Don't be surprised if the change is in you. But by sharing this good news that a child's been born and a son's been given can cause change in the life of somebody else as well. Let us pray.